Hello, I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. And this is The, the Connor and Smith Show. Show. Places, everyone. Thank you, places. All right, what are we doing this evening, Matthew? Um, we are making a paper chain like we used to growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing sort of a St. Patrick's theme, so we've got three different shades of green or four there's seven different colors here um yeah but the green one two three four five different shades of green a golden color and a white um so i guess the first thing we need to determine is the pattern of the colors that we want to go in what do you think any set pattern well, let's do this mathematically. Uh, one, two, three. Um, almost do this. It's hard to picture if you can't hear anything. Should we put all the green in the middle and, and then the white and gold on the outside? Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Yep, wait. See, there's dark, dark, medium, that does that look fun? Sure, let's do that. So we're now white, white very light, light green, dark, dark green, medium, dark, dark, light, lime, lime, yellow, yellow. That is the order. Yes. So now, because you know, I need to describe the action of how you do this. <laughs> I'm doing with a stapler, and we're just gonna pick these colors. Yeah, and if you hear other things, I am making a pot of coffee, which I'm not drinking tonight. I will put it in the fridge, and you could hear our beautiful guest audience member, Eddie Spaghetti, barking at who knows what. Nothing at all. He probably hears the excitement of this podcast going out to the universe. Um, and can't contain himself. How was your day? My day? Yeah. Um, Who else? I'm not asking Eddie Spaghetti. Gosh, I'm trying to think. Oh, well, let's see. I, I had um, the Princess and the Pea with the learning theater this morning. Mm-hmm. And we were making that into a movie for Creative Cauldron. And then I taught piano all afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we did a little workout in the living room. And we've watched Susan Derry's Cabaret tonight. It was so good. It was so good. What was your standout moments? Um, Definitely the Italian song. Mm-hmm. Um, the hymn was nice. Um, how, how great! I, I was trying to describe to my mom. I was like, "Oh, you know, it's how great thou art." She says, "Art." And I was like, "Yeah, how good is you? Whatever how it's called." How great thou art! Art. Art. Did you really think it was art? Uh, you, or you just didn't finish it. You get my gist. It's like how how good you is. Good on you. Um, all right, so this is the first segment completed. What do you think of that color? Pattern? Pattern. I like it. Do you? You think the green kind of sticks? I like it. I like it. And, you know, for the sake of our listeners' ears, I'm going to put this to the side right now so it doesn't sound like a paper chain making factory. We can keep working on that. Um, as we wait for our first guest to arrive. Um, 
Oh wait, also, uh, talking about Susan Deary. Yes. We also launched her album tonight online with uh, Indigo, Indiegogo campaign. We are raising $8,000 to, um, oh, sorry, we're doing some chain dance here. We're raising $8,000 to basically fund her. You know what, I'm going to do one and then I'll connect it. Great. But this one looks like it needs help. So give me the stapler and I'll help it. Um, we, uh, her, her last holiday, holiday cabaret um, was such a success, um, she decided to turn it into an album. So we are raising the funds. I'm kind of producing it through my um, business studio, Nevermore Records. And um, tonight we launched the campaign. Warren Freeman did all the artwork and like helped me out with so many little tidbits. Steven did a lot of the... Um, editing as well so it looks great it's gonna sound great and tonight's cabaret wasn't like better or worse not that we can compare them but she's such a good I was saying um, she's very good at being uh, an unexpected turn into the next song and then when she turns it all makes sense like it's not predictable <laughs> yet when it when we go through the journey with Susan, it completely makes complete sense why she picks the material she does. Tonight was about her grandparents and her Sicilian background and just a lovely, lovely evening. It was. It really was. Um, and if you missed it, you can still watch it on Creative College's website because they, um, they keep them up for a while so you can watch them. So you want to go watch I think it's $15 a ticket which is like you know nothing bargain bin basement prices for yeah. amazing evening of entertainment um, I didn't want it to end it was so fantastic Howard Breitbart at the keys for those DC area local residents you know Howard Breitbart is just one of the best and he was in beautiful form um, as always as always and not to change the subject but then I, I also today um, Stephen did some uh, oh. yeah, I didn't want to tell you <laughs> don't tell anyone don't tell the viewers okay, wait no, okay. one's, no one's viewing you you they're listening you made a link I made a link we'll make another link together but later when it doesn't sound like rabbits going you'll through make the... a link and I'll take a link and we'll bump a dump together right um, so so basically uh, what else did you do there was a show that we're working on that you kind of did some research yes on. we're working on Whitechapel and we are you know still kind of floating around ideas in our home of how to find the window into what is Whitechapel Whitechapel is an area in London okay. it's on the west side no it's on the east side of London it's one of the districts okay. that is a Whitechapel dog it's a Whitechapel pug. Um, and tonight I just did some more research. Not research that we hadn't already looked through, but uh, just kind of got a different idea to, to um, find some different ideas of how to tell these uh, stories. Because, um, you know, it's not predictable, but uh, everyone, of course, knows Jack and that there were women killed, so we gotta find a way to make sure that the the uh, story is exciting um, that we're telling. But anyways, with that, do we have anything else to talk about besides our guest tonight? Um, 
Yeah, we think Eddie has incredible hearing because he hears things that we clearly don't hear. And um, so, yeah, there's that. But his eyesight, not so much. So he, yeah. We also had a dinner tonight from our one of our favorite places, the Longhorn Steakhouse, where we never, ever get steak. Right, but we like the other food. Um, so it was date night, cabaret and dinner and... Yeah, I'm not really a steak sort of guy. Not really. But anyway, so what do you want to talk about? Um, does, I... Does St. Patrick's Day feel like it's one of those holidays that everyone uh, all of a sudden is Irish? I, You know why I like it? Um, yes, I am somewhat Irish, but I like it because we're reintroducing the color palette of spring through St. Patrick's Day with greens and golds and yellows. And so to me, it's just a reinvigoration or a re spring. rebirth of the spring color palette that bridges quite nicely into the the Easter kind of season, which kind of is rebirth in spring. I f I f I'm pretty sure that I'm Irish because my last name is Connor and they say it used to be O'Connor. My name is spelt with an E-R. They say that that's Protestant, O-R is Catholic. I'm not really sure if that's true, truth or wives' tales. Um, but I do know I'm related to Johnny Cash. Okay. Yeah. So tonight we're kind of uh, going to do a little chit-chat with uh, Rick Hammerly. Rick Hammerly is a multi multiple award, Helen Hayes Award winner um, between direction and acting and is now the executive director of WAPAVA, which is the um, archival of performances in the Washington Theater area. Um, Wait, WAPAVA, Washington Area Performing Arts Video. No, I bet it's Washington. One of the A's has to be an archive. You know, he's going to tell us exactly what Oh, yeah, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. And also, Felicia Curry, who lives right across the hall from him. She is doing a, well, she'll tell us about it. She's doing some kind of a theater video shoot at the Studio Theater, and she's getting home this evening uh, a little later than we thought, so we'll check in with her when she gets there. And that is what we're doing. So um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be with Mr. Rick Hammerly. We will see you soon. Sit tight. Uh, hold on. Hi, we're here with uh, Rick Hammerly and Felicia Curry. How are you both? Good, how are you? We're good. Um, it's been a long day for everybody involved, right? Yes. No. Okay, it's been a long day for me. I because can't speak Felicia's for everyone. Been working. I've been laying around the house. <laughs> uh, Felicia, what have you been doing? Um... I just filmed something at Studio Theater. Yay! But what did you film? I filmed a play. Yes! <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's called Until the Flood by Dale Olander Smith. Okay. Did, hey, it's Matt. Did you just finish up tonight? I literally, that's why I was behind. 
<laughs> like we just finished filming it. So right, this is the closing night party right here. This on... was both the, and the opening, opening and the closing. It's the clopening. The clopening, yes. And she got flowers. Oh, I love flowers. You know who I got them from? Allison. She was oh. there to do hair and hair and makeup to to assist with hair. Oh, so we, I saw that that posting on Facebook. It really was. And she did good work because I'm looking at Felicia right now. I look camera ready. Yes, girl. <laughs> when are you not? <laughs> Don't wait. Rick, I, is, I, Rick can attest let to me tell you, the when you fact that I'm often not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see the non-camera ready moments. Um, we've lived with Felicia, so yeah. So they have also seen it. I don't know if I can recall many. Oh, oh you're sweet. Yes, it's like Dolly Parton. She wakes up your and mind. anyone sees her, the wig and the face go on. Already on. Yeah, you know, um, Felicia is like Dolly Parton because you know Dolly Parton don't have any enemies. That's. And, but I will and, say, from about the neck to the waist, we're talking now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's talking. <laughs> he was being kind by saying the waist. <laughs> hey, Rick, what do you? What have you been up to lately? So I haven't been up to any theater in any way, shape, or form. That is not true. What do you mean? You are the executive director of an organization okay, that's, that that's, archives theater. Yes, I'm getting to that, but okay, not any please. theater proper. God. <laughs> Why don't you need me? Because I have my spokesperson here. <laughs> That's right. No, what? so last, um, I'm going to say June or July of last year, actually Felicia sent me a message that said, hey, they're looking for an executive director for Wapava. And I read through, and it was honestly, it was the first job description I have ever read through that I was like, hey, I have all these skills. And I mean, you all know what that's like. You read through and you have like three of them, but then two are like, oh, I don't have any of that. So um, I applied, I interviewed, and within like literally a week, I had the job. And um, what's great about it is we, we all are a little familiar with Apava from years and years of being performers and having to sign waivers so that they can record it. Basically, the organization records theater, puts it in an archive so anyone can see that those performances at one of two libraries. Of course, currently you can't go to the libraries, but once they're open again, you can continue right where we left off. And it just kind of dovetailed with everything that was good for me at the moment. You know, I'm getting on in years and I'm very aware that the only thing I have to show for my theater are some programs in a box and some photos on my living room wall. And it was sort of nice to know that some things are being recorded and archived. I mean, our work is ephemeral. We, it, if you're not there, you miss it. And, and I'm tired of telling people everything they missed was fabulous. Um, right. So this was an opportunity to sort of jump in and um, using my arts management skills from school and my performance skills. And I think most importantly, my growing up and all the people I know in this area for 30 years. Rick, can you explain to our listeners if we clearly have any? Um, what WAP, just... You're listening. What, what does WAPAVA stand for? Um, WAPAVA stands for Washington Area Performing Arts Video Archive. 
Um, now you now you know why we say Wapaba. <laughs> and mm -hmm. basically, what they do is there are two different types of recordings. One is uh, a series one recording where they send someone to the theater and um, they actually record the show for that theater. A series two, which I really love, um, is one that the theater company does themselves. And if it's of a certain quality, um, then they then Wapaba will archive it. And like, that's what I've done with Factory 449 stuff. Like the show, Layla and company that Felicia and I did together, we got a good recording that the Chiots did for us. And I was able to give that to Wapaba and now Felicia's Helen Hayes award-winning performance is in the archive so anyone can see that. And to me, that's exactly the one thing about theater that's frustrating because we can't see it again. It's not like a film, it's not like a song, it's not like a painting. Um, once theater's done, it's done. So just having a record of it somewhere where someone could see it um, is, is, is a great thing. And I'm happy to be making that possible now. Now, Felicia, you and Rick have worked together quite a bit. Can you name just some of the projects for everyone listening of what you have worked together on? Ah, oh, let's go back in the archives, if we will. Um, well, the, one of the first ones that comes up for me is Oliver, because I think it was the first time outside of Christmas Carol that- I loved all of those here. outfits. Yeah, that we got to do some like work together because in Christmas Carol, we don't right. do work together. Oh, with Oliver, it wasn't even that we just got to work together. We got to share oh, our dressing room. Dressing room. It was just Rick and Felicia's dressing room. And it was great. It was the brown liquor on one side and the clear liquor on the other side. 2015. That was 2015. It was 2015. Yeah. And Felicia got to realize what a nervous wreck I am before a show and having- Rick, Rick made me really hone in on like doing your lines before you go on stage. I made her do every single line. We did the entire performance we before we walked on stage. We did the entire show together before we went on stage. You know, I wish Wapava would, would maybe make a video of that. Of those things? Yeah. Yeah. Of you guys in the back doing oh No kidding. If they're going to do that, then they should have gotten Holly Twyford and oh I did gosh. an all naked in our dressing room, which we shared years ago at Folger. We did an Oliver and we played all the parts. My real question <laughs> is why are you sharing all of these dressing rooms with these ladies? Because I'm lovely <laughs> and non threatening. And I can tell you if you look good. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, what else do we do together? Um, and then, of course, we've done uh, projects where Rick has directed and I've been in the show. Obviously, Layla. What was the one Agnes, with uh, um, Disney Miss Liz is the first time? Uh, the first one was um, uh, McKin uh, Finn McCool. Finn McCool. Finn it was McCool. a, it was a um, uh, show for Capital Fringe. Yeah, Capital Fringe. And they called me in like three days before they opened and said, hey, can you just yeah. help us kind of direct this? And I'm like, seriously? And um, it was great. Immediately, I knew Felicia was someone I could go to. And all I needed to say was, hey, sweetheart, can you give me a little more like emotion here? Can you do this? And you know, it was like literally just happening, happening. And so immediately right off the bat from that show, I knew, ooh, here's someone I want to work with, someone who's good and someone who takes direction and can do it. And that sort of just jumped off. And all of a sudden we were hosting Helen Hayes I Awards <laughs> and I was helping her with a cabaret here and a, and he has so many um, more to help me with. I mean, it, it's just been one of those things that it's just, you know, and you all know when you find a collaborator that um, not just speaks your language, but elevates your art, 
you want to hold on to that and just uh, create more and more with them and as often as possible. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that's kind of happened in my world, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to speak for everybody in this room, but like <laughs> the, the COVID has definitely kind of gotten rid of uh, 90% of the people in my world that maybe was just sort of like mm-hmm. hanger owners from the 80s or 90s. <laughs> You know, where you're like, well, we weren't really that close. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has certainly brought to light the things that are important. And Rick knows this. For me, the things that I really want to work on, the things that I'm yeah. going to sacrifice my my life, my personal life right. for, the projects that I really... And we won't even talk about money. Right. Oh, gosh. I mean, um, but thing, you but... guys know there's the same thing. It's like once you know somebody, and I watched Felicia for years do musical theater and a lot of children's theater or be cast as a child because she's small and has so much energy and what she wanted to do was dramatic roles and I'd seen her do that and I'm like why aren't people giving her the opportunity so you know whenever there was something I went oh oh my god this is perfect and when we did Layla and Company that was the absolute perfect thing for Felicia to show all that she could do on stage carrying a show that had nothing to do with music I, I mean it was um yeah, I mean, Rick really changed the trajectory of what I believe my career and was and is and in DC. I, I, Stephen, I know we, you and I have spoken about this, but when you start to do things, more things like directing, um, when when I sit in the back of the theater and I watch like Felicia on stage do something, I am prouder and happier and more fulfilled than I ever was when I was on stage, even doing something like Hedwig, where I was like, wow, this is amazing. I still, I think of it in, in these terms. I won a Helen Hayes Award for Hedwig. I was so happy. But about 10 years later, Nana Ingvarsson won a Helen Hayes Award for the Amish Project. I didn't even direct it. It was my theater company. I produced it and brought all these people together. And I was, I was so much more fulfilled and prouder of that moment because it was a collaboration with a bunch of people. That's changed me as I've gotten older. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I met you during Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, oh. All time. <laughs> two different productions that I was a part of, mm-hmm. at least. Um, that was uh, an incredible time because I think you had done one of the first productions in Oklahoma. Is that correct? Kansas City. Kansas City. Uh, you know, Midwest. Yeah. Um, everything's empty day. So I, I I remember that, didn't they use the photo of you from Kansas City for the signature program? Yes, they did. Yeah, that's probably against some kind of rule. But um, it was a great photo. Uh, we When we were doing Hedwig, it was so new that, and I was playing the keyboards, and I am not a pianist. Um, and I remember there's no keyboard part. So I just had to write it all out. Yeah, I remember that. And I was under so much pressure because John Kay, funny enough, was music director of th- that rock show, which is so uncharacteristic for John Kay's usual. No, like kidding. Bizarre. And, and I remember during the Sits Probe, he was looking at the score and turning pages, looking for a piano part. And then he got up and he walked around <laughs> to look at my music stand and it was just all like chicken scratch. And he was like, did you do this? And it was like, well, yeah, there wasn't a part. I had to make one up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, and we were that... all listening to the recording. Yeah. And pulling yeah. stuff 
from that. And it was so funny because we were one of that one in um, Kansas City was the first out of New York production. Mm -hmm. um, and we had the same thing. It was a bunch of chicken scratch. And fortunately, that show calls for an actual rock band. And most rock musicians just pick up things and start playing and hearing things. And that, that was so new to me. Um, but I mean, Stephen, you never would have known that if you didn't. Know yeah, Stephen, that's incredible. I had no idea that you did that. Well, I mean, one of my many humble talents, I'm very humble about my great uh, music writing talents that I am not a musician that way at all. But I'm, I'm kidding. Um, it was it was a fun experience because we were such a weird cast fam. Um, and, you know, you were the grand dame of it all. Lynn Falouche as Itzhak. Yeah. Wonderful performance. Um, then we took it to the, the warehouse. Which and that was, was even better. Perfect. I um I remember the day that Eric Schaefer walked me in. Um, he took me alone the week before, and he was like, and I, he's like, okay, and I don't want you to get upset. I don't want you. To, I I just thought, and we're walking back there, and I think he thought I was going to be like, this is a dump. I was like, oh my god, this is so perfect. It. We looked up, and on some of the rafters were like Budweiser cans, and perfect. I opened the side door. I was like, oh my god, this backs up to the Eagle. Think of all yep. jokes. I mean, it was just like I was like this is perfect yeah it really was yeah um i'm gonna play a quick game with you guys oh Ooh, we love games okay uh, it's just gonna be kind of like a quick uh a round of um right now people are doing very specific things because we're in covid land but so felicia i'll start with you what are you watching are you binging or you got what do you yeah what's the tv thing right now um so i've watched a couple of things what i've what I'm currently watching is Good Girls because it just came back on the third season. They just put on, I can't, I think it's Hulu. Um, so I'm finishing that up, but I know that there's so many other things that I need to watch. I'm also a big fan of all of the baking shows. I love a great British bake off. I love. I noticed uh, how she's left out Love After Lockup. <laughs> Be quiet. Don't you tell everybody about Love After Lockup. I haven't caught up yet. <laughs> I do like a reality show, so I do watch The Bachelor and like Married at First Sight. Oh my god! Do that. I I love love. Okay. Oh, you're Rick, what love. Rick, what are you watching? <laughs> oh god. Um, we do a lot of binge watching. Like, uh, we just finished Perry Mason, and then um the the new one, which is like really dark and ugly, and you know I love that stuff. Um, and then I will tell you. We just saw Minari, which I loved. Um, go see that movie. Any mm -hmm. listeners, go see that movie. Um, and what did, um, we tried to see, uh, before the Golden Globes, we tried to really, oh, we saw Nomadland, which was beautiful. And I read a review and somebody said, and it's hopeful, and I found it just the opposite. I found mm -hmm. it so depressing and so sort of like sad that in America, people were forced to live this nomadic life because of, you know, circumstances. Um, but I guess you're supposed to take from it that Frances McDormand's character had come to peace with it. Now she couldn't live any other way. Mm. Okay. Um, but I don't want to live in like a micro bus or a van. Um, but anyway, um, so I always try, this is award season. So I try to get mm -hmm. ahead before the Academy Awards come out, which isn't tricky this year since they're like mid-year. Right. Okay. Next question, Felicia. Right now, everyone's like, you know, learning 
another language, learning something on the computer. Are you learning anything right now during COVID uh, outside of just keeping six feet away from everyone? Yes, I'm currently working on getting my personal trading certification. I hope Yay. I have that by oh. the summer. So. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Rick, what are you learning? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> how to live with my husband. Um, <laughs> I've been doing that I, for a couple of years. It's true, but but not when you couldn't get away from That's them. That's true. That is true. See, see, we are talking about maybe another Wapava um, archival archive. Video. We can just, yeah, yeah just, just put that video, those cameras show. up. Why put it on Wapava when we can call Netflix and ask them if they'll just throw it up? Oh, some of the stuff I've seen, <laughs> ours would be better. That's um, right. But That's really right. Is, um, you know, it's funny, about half an hour ago when we were supposed to start doing this, my husband, my husband <laughs> was, um, we did Indian food tonight. My husband is Indian. And... We didn't cook it. He went out to a masala store, which is close to us, and got all this super spicy stuff and everything. And it was so good. And I'm shoveling it in. All of a sudden, I had like, I don't know, heartburn, acid reflux. And I'm, my eyes are watering. I'm hiccuping. I'm taking every antacid in the house. And I was like, oh, my God. But, I, you know, I'm, 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 you know, whitey American. And my body is still getting used to some of the fabulous stuff I've been introduced to through my husband. <laughs> And somehow our favorite he food survived. Is, our favorite food is Indian. Our favorite food is it. Indian too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, there's, have, there's something about Indian food, the aroma, the taste, the experience that just kind of I don't know. I, I just love it. I agree, it. and so it, I. it's interesting. We were supposed to, um, Dar, my husband, and I were supposed to go. His parents come every October. And last year, last October, we were supposed to go there. Mm. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, and unfortunately, Dar just had his aunt just passed away a couple days ago. And so it looks like he's going to fly back in about a month. Um, I'm not going to go. And he and his sister aren't going at the same time because they're mm -hmm. trying to be real careful with all the COVID stuff. But our first trip, once we get the world vaccinated, is to go and stay with his parents mm -hmm. for like a month in India so we can really travel around and I can be, it's gonna be amazing. shown stuff. I can hardly wait. Amazing. I'm so jealous. <laughs> and the food, the my God, the, the food. <laughs> oh. um, Felicia Curry, um, you and Matthew performed as cat twins on a I concrete floor. Was it was not a concrete floor. <laughs> what was it? It was a concrete floor with like... Was something on top of it. On top like, of it. I think it was ice cream. <laughs> or spinach. It was spinach funk. <laughs> you two were Mungo Jerry and yes, Rumple Teasers and the cats. And the only time I have ever seen cats live was your production. And <laughs> let's just say I've not seen the movie because I, I saw the show That's once. I, I, I'll never forget my husband said, what you think? And I said, it looks like it's a lot of fun to be Ooh, in. You know what you that sure means. we're having fun up there. Well, I mean, it's just it's it's not my favorite uh, structured show. show. And I would probably agree with you. But we had the best time. Well, the thing is, and this is not my interview, but I'll clearly Please take it over. Because <laughs> this is about us. Um, what I loved about being a cat as an actor, if I ever, if I can say yeah. that about myself, was um, when you're on stage as a cat and 
we can all relate to this. Everybody in this room right now, you can get away with whatever you want because you are a cat. I laid down on the ground, splayed, arms open, legs open, chest no up, nobody's saying no. anything. I was a cat. Now here, now here is a, here is something that people don't know, and I don't know if I can can be still arrested for this or what, but like, what um. I would occasionally leave stage at the end of. Uh, oh, I think it was right after we captured McCavity. Yes. We would leave stage and we would sort of do, let's call it a celebratory, yes. a celebratory oh. toast. We, doesn't matter. And then we would come cat. back. And then we would come back for the uh, the dancing cats um, song. What was oh, that? Um, the dancing is cat it Jellico Ball? No. <laughs> no, it was Patrick oh, O'Neill's yeah. song. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. Anyway, and, and um, <laughs> what? Everybody's old. Nobody can remember shit. <laughs> well, we never watched the show. We were just in it. Matt, do you remember? The night when, at the end of the show, the audience member came up and danced with me. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Came down. I had put out my hand in one of the dance moves that we did. And the audience member came out of the audience, grabbed my hand, scooped me started up, and started dancing, dancing with, with me. I would have peed on him. You know why? Because <laughs> I was a cat. <laughs> And it but was so then beautiful, he and we danced the whole end of the show, and then he was kindly walked back to his seat. But um... you you ended up dating for about six <laughs> months, right? You weren't supposed to tell that phone. <laughs> I was a cat. <laughs> I remember losing so That's, much weight during that show that we could eat anything. Any, I could eat anything. I remember oftentimes going out to a fast food restaurant in full face in between shows. Because yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah. It didn't matter. But think about this, listeners, for one second. The talent it takes to leave a uh, a, a coffee stand. Is, is that talent or bravery? <laughs> And then you've got between eight to maybe 10 minutes to put on a full cat beat on your face. Mm. And, the, and then Ooh, to be overlooked. Yeah. And then to then be, to be overlooked. overlooked. To not be awarded anything. To not even Listen, some of, some of those cats I would not have adopted. No like, kidding. Um, Patricia yeah. her and Jillian, some other people, I was like, you have got to be kidding. You would be quiet. Deb won a course. Deb bought a course. Yeah. Ooh, Lordy. Yes. There were stars in that show. There's also a, a little bit of nightmares on the show. The look. Some of the <laughs> I'll never forget the, the night that uh, someone's, or I think someone stepped on Janine's yeah. tail oh, while she, right, while she was going. Yeah, I'll start it. You can finish it. I think she stepped on her tail while moving into position, probably to the center of gold, to sing memory, and then what happened, Felicia? We, we all just battered her tail around. <laughs> that thing was on the ground. She thought it was attached to her behind. It was not. And David James, David James crawled over no. to the tail and wrapped it around her neck like it was oh, a boa. No. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. Hey, um, Rick, let me ask you a question. Rick, so are you no longer with the factory? Factory four four nine. 
Rick is. Factory yeah, are you still with That's them? That's my. You're the company. That, that is, he is factory. So you're. So you still are with that while continuing with yeah, the yeah. Wapava. Honestly, Wapava is a part-time job, um, which uh, a lot of people don't know. They think sort of like Theater Washington. It's oh, several people. It's me. Wapava is me and an administrative assistant and a board. That's it. Um, and Great. So I have just about that many people. In fact, you four for nine as well. <laughs> um, and you know what? I, I have to. We don't. We don't know what theater's going to be like when it comes back, or if people are going to have to scale down productions, or not do as many, or so. I'm fortunate to have something where, when we're back once a year, I can still put on a show. I'll have an opportunity to direct something. I'm not looking to be on the stage much anymore, but direct something, usually with Felicia Curry. That's how it works. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, all of these, all of these things. I feel like when you do what all four of us in this room do, you have to piecemeal, yeah. and so that means diversifying. And if that means I have a little gig over here, or I'm an executive director part time, and I direct. Oh, and I act, and oh, I can also do film and video productions. I went to school for that. You know, you you really have to kind of keep your and, um, your paw in many paws. Well, pods. and you know, this this time has certainly uh, shown all of us that we need to uh, commit to that. We all need to diversify, totally. whatever that means. Every, yeah, absolutely. Um, to Rick's piecing it together, it's like what I used to tell my mother, I'm celibate. And she'd say, what? And I'd say, well, I celibate here and I celibate there. And of course, look at you like, <laughs> But to your point, Felicia, yes, I don't, I think that there's no way, uh, there, there shouldn't be any way that uh, places yeah. the world that we know of goes back to what we There's saw no way. And, and, and the more I, you know, I've been lucky. I've done a couple of film projects yeah. now in this time. I, I did one sort of real early on. I did Queens Girl in November. I believe we were one of the first in, definitely in DC and, and one of the first in the country to do something in-person filming. Um, and of course I just did this one with studio and I did one with rep stage as well. Um, this is going to be something that we're going to see for a long time. And what I also believe is going to happen, um, our actors are going to be a little bit more proactive about what they will and will not do. And I think they're going to be taking their personal yeah. lives into account and maintaining that as much as they can and what they're willing to do to sacrifice their personal life in any given situation. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know exactly what yeah. that looks like, but, I, but, but it's happening. I agree. And I also... Yeah, I think one of the things that this has also done, and so, you know, I, for me, I, I'm going to say this for me, by taking a step back and not having any real theater to do, all of a sudden you re reassess a lot of different mm -hmm. things about, and, you know, as much as I love this, and I've devoted 30 years of my life to do it, when I look back, and this is, for example, with, with the grants, the unemployment, all the stuff I got in 2020, I made $3,000 more than I did the year before when I was working. Mm. And wow. that is a real slap in the God. face about things. And I was doing mm -hmm. stuff I was proud of. This wasn't, I was like, just doing was, anything. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, when you, when you start to look at stuff like that, yes, I'm going to be very careful. When I go back to do stuff, it's really going to have to be worth my while. And by worth my while, I don't necessarily mean financially no, there's, there's promising. I mean that it's something that I'm wanting to do. 
or people that I'm wanting to work with. Yeah, and or willing to take the time away. Again, I, maybe this is just me speaking for me, but willing to take the time away from your husband. Yeah. Willing to take the time away from your family unit to spend it on that. Although right now, if anyone's looking, <laughs> a month without my husband, just to, you know, to kind of... you want anything yeah, at this a little, you know. No, but I really, I, I, I think that this is, um, yeah, this is just something that we all sort of need to, to keep our eye on. Yeah. <clears throat> um, hey, Felicia, can, can you talk a little bit about your new W-E-T-A oh, thingamajiggy, Bob? Yeah, I can. So you all know uh, Robert Audrey Davis. Do you know oh, him? very, very well. So he has been um, the host of WETA Arts for seven years. And um, he was ready to sort of let that go. He's still working on um, Around Town. Um, but he sort of reached out to me and said that this was something that might be happening. And he said, Felicia, you might be good for this. Um, so I actually auditioned. I auditioned for this role, and um, I'm I'm really excited to be uh, to be taking this over from somebody like like Robert Aubrey Davis. I mean, his his viewers love him and adore him. And what I love about the show is it really is just highlighting all of the art that happens in D.C. So I'm excited about the opportunity to highlight what I know of the arts in D.C. So I'm really going to start to highlight some of the theater companies in town that don't get as much uh, press or things of that nature. Maybe and we'll excited. Creative culture. Yeah, of Creative course. Culture. Exactly. Creative we'll culture. Exactly. And I'm also excited for myself to learn about um, the arts culture outside of the theater. I mean, all of the all of the art, all of the dance, all of the music, all of the film. I want to tap into what's happening at our colleges. Um, I'm excited about the opportunity. And if there's things you all as audience, as viewers want to see, want to hear about, I want to be accessible. I want WBTA Arts to be accessible. So let us know what that is so that we can put it um, on camera and we can have it to you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping to really make WBTA Arts that something, to, to continue have it be something that's super accessible, especially to our younger viewers. I want to all feel like that well, this, is, this is where they're going to come to learn about what's happening in the arts in D.C. What I love about you taking over that is number one, Robert was just passing his job off so he can join the cast of On Air as it ascends. I already to knew that, but I didn't want to but, tell his um, <laughs> But also, like, so we we we've this weekend at at least we we've talked to Alicia Gamble, we've talked to um, Kara Tamika, we've talked to. Um, Diana Huey and Tom Sesma, the trajectory of the arts for people of color is yes. going to shift. And it's long past due, but like when the arts comes back, it's going to come back in a different way and a more yeah. like American yeah, way. I really, like yeah, what is American? Yeah, you know, I've been talking about that and I, I, yes, Yes, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Can I ask a quick <laughs> question? Because uh, let, let's bring another one. So, Felicia, uh -oh. um, I know this isn't something that has been on your um, radar forever, but um, would you ever think of, uh, I don't know, maybe doing a little directing or oh, a little Lord. choreography? In fact, I think Look, you are. Rick Come already on, knows it. that I'm not. 
great. Wow, that, that is not something. This is cool. You're <laughs> diversifying. <laughs> not something I normally do, but I'm I'm actually staging. I will call it staging okay. and doing movement on um, a piece for Mo Willems at the Kennedy Center. It's not cool. Oh, awesome. It's, it's called The Slopera, and it's one of his books is being turned into a 20-minute a, a opera, opera for young people. And um, I, I'm super excited. I am obviously a big fan of Mo, and I feel part of Mo's little family. And so I'm excited to... Um, to be asked to put some eyes on something that Mo cares about so much. He he really loves to storytell for young people and not just storytell, but to teach. And if anybody that knows me knows that part of what I love about theater, but part of what I love about children's theater, young theater for young audiences in particular, is really being able to teach our young people through this medium. And Mo is 100% committed to that. And I love being part of something um, that, that commits to that and and it's something new you get to flex new muscles yeah i'm excited to to see what we create and collaborate you know what i love about this whole conversation between the four of us is that for a long time if you hear a crinkling of a bag matthew is get diving into the chocolate bag allegedly okay allegedly sound doesn't lie Anyway, um, what I love about the four of us is that we have entered this business in one aspect and then turned it into many. And what I love about what Rick has done and what uh, Felicia has done, what you have done, what I've done, we, we have been in enough rooms mm-hmm. to figure it out mm-hmm. and know what's good and know what's bad and, know the, and, and, and also observe lessons totally. learned yeah. of like... This is how we should be handling. This is right. how a director I, should I be handling an actor. Well and yeah. not treated well. I, I know when I respond good yeah, and when I shut down, like right? As a director, I know when I've been in a cast as an actor, I see not everyone responds to the same thing. So it's that director's job to learn so-and-so needs this, so-and-so needs that, so-and-so doesn't need anything, and she just needs to be patted on the back occasionally. You have to learn these things about people. That's part of the job. And if you're not willing to do that, you're going to be a lousy director. Yeah. So listen, we have crafts that start every podcast. I'm looking at a deck of Crayola colored pencils. Each one is different. Each one is beautiful, but you Mm -hmm. use each one differently. And I think that when you, as a director, a producer, whatever, you have to kind of go, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm picking my tools. I'm picking my cast. And who do I use for what purpose? Could you hand me the I burnt sienna? I think that's me. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> no, but I love that you put that to well, director because I, will... I feel the same way about, um, about being an actor, and I'm sure all of you do too. It's sort of like this toolbox of things that I use differently with a different director. I mean, realistically, what, what's being pulled out of me, what I'm being asked to use, I'm grabbing at different things uh, in in the toolbox, and uh, I, I'm, I'm coming off of today's filming with the amazing Reg Douglas, the associate artistic director at Studio Theater. Um, I'm just thinking more and more about how this is going to become part of our new norm. So part of our toolbox is going to have to be filming theater. Yeah, and like what yeah. that means. Well, to one not of the be things I do something just once and have that be it. 
to really know that you're maybe going to do it right. three or four times and who knows which one they're going to use. Or maybe you will do it once and it's not the one that you love, but that's the one that we're using. So really, uh, I know, it's trouble crazy. With this. It's, it's crazy, but it's exciting because... Going back to where we started, which is what Rick talked about, this idea of archive. We now are being able to archive. Bring it back, girl. Theater, we're, we are being able to archive theater pieces in a way that we couldn't do before. Um, it makes me appreciate, I will say, leaving today, it makes me appreciate live theater. We were doing those monologues and part of me was like, man, I wish there were 200 people in these seats that I could look directly at somebody and say this thing. Because there's nothing like that. No. And, but, and that is, I guess, but, that's my biggest wait, hesitation but, about all this. I, I do. But there's something to know that, like, my grandparents could see this. Yeah. When this comes out in April, my grandparents, who are in their 90s and can't travel to D.C., will be able to see this piece. But can see it. So it's a, I mean, it's a give and yeah. take. And what's great is, moving forward, we're going to have both. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what that means. But I do know we will have both moving forward. And is going to be a big part of that. Well, yes. Well, we, we both, we love you both. And I think that one of the things that um, I love about the two of you is that you both transform so easily into a different um, art form um, because everything comes from the same place with both of you. It comes from inside of you in your heart in such an authentic way that whether you're directing or whether you're producing or whether you're, you're doing a straight play versus a musical, you it's it still comes from the same place, but in a different form. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, 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 and integrity and a, a standards that you, you set for yourself, um, you know, I, I, they're high. I, I, I expect a lot out of everything that I do. And, and I expect a lot out of everything that well, you do. Well, and I, again, I'm bringing it back to where we started. And you all know this twofold, Stephen and Matt, because you do this work together. When you find a collaborator that you trust in that way, it changes the game. It really does. Because when I walk in the room with Rick to do a show, I know I don't have to worry about anything. I can do anything and everything. And Rick is there to make me look good. Point blank, period. I don't ever have to question it. Yep. I don't ever have to think about it. If he gives a note and he says X, Y, and Z, we might have a conversation about it. Oh, yes. And we've had some heated conversations. But at the end of the day, I know that Rick is making me look and the product look the best that it can. And trying to show you off in as many different exactly. ways. And that's something I used to, Felicia, when we worked together, I'm like, okay, we've seen this. Let's, let's make sure we don't do that again. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, I feel like so many of us get trapped in this thing. Like, for example, you might always you be asked to play uh, yeah. like the gay person or a woman. I mean, some people just do that. Are you talking about my career? No, I'm talking about mine. <laughs> I know I get asked to play men. <laughs> um, but, you know, People do other things, and it just needs someone you trust mm -hmm. and someone who has a platform to let you do those other things. And and um, not just that, but I, I said it at the beginning, elevate. I mean, it's the same reason. I love being in the room with you, Stephen and Matt, and, and doing working on your work and being in the room with Rick, because not only do you allow me to do what I do, but you allow me to elevate, to go somewhere that I didn't even know I could go. 
You know, after Layla, I didn't know there was more. And then we do Agnes, and I'm like, what the, what? It's because you know me. And that's the other thing. You all know, you know this about working with each other. You find something you want to do, and as soon as that other person is excited in it, it you're unstoppable. You know? The, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing on this end of the meeting um, is that we all Ooh. need to work together on a Felicia Curry project for oh, Factory 449. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll do the and music. Needs to be filmed I'll do the book and lyrics. And then we can put it on WETAR. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will quickly say this about working with Steven. What's, what's really exciting about collaborating with Steven is not uh, always succeeding, exactly. but being allowed Ooh, to fail yes, in, the, exactly. in and, the room. And being comfortable failing in the room with that person. That's what. Yeah, that's and realizing, okay, that, that didn't work. The pairs we're talking about right now, there's such trust there mm -hmm. that, you know, I think of how much, how many projects I did as an actor where I wish that I had felt comfortable enough mm -hmm. to fail so that I could try different stuff. But, I all, but there've been times where I felt like, no, I, I know I have to do it just this way or, yeah. or I don't really. And that's, that gets old fast. That, that really, that's how you burn out, I think. If you're, but if you're put in a position where you trust the people you work with and one day you might make a horrible choice, but you see where that goes. Like, okay, here's what we learned from that. That's not it, obviously. Now let's try. There, it's about those relationships and that right. trust and, and being again, safe in a room. And you don't know, and you have no idea where it's going to go. And that's really what I hope for moving forward. I'm, I'm going to lean it back into this um, idea of diversity and equity. I think because that's going to be part of the conversation, getting more people in the room so that our people of color continue to feel comfortable and feel like they can trust the people in the room yeah. so that they can really let go and do what they do. I think you are going to see shows and, and performances and, and people and actors that you haven't seen because some of us have been in rooms where we don't have that comfort level all the time. And you're getting, and you're getting right. performances I that are quelled tamp down yeah tampered because of that and so in this new world that we're creating where it's supposed we're supposed to have more people in the room that we trust i think you're going to see an elevation of performances and of shows beyond what you can even believe because our people of color are going to be in rooms where they're like what i can say and do that <laughs> get out the way get out the way let me do it right. I, I say that right. as somebody who just left a performance of that nature Right. I would like to just, we're going to wrap up here, but I just want to do two things with both of you. Um, you've both been part of our lives for forever, but I want to point out two moments that I will never forget uh, oh, sharing good. the stage I, I with both of you. I hope you bring up the you. thing that I want to bring up, because I'm going to bring it up if you don't. So, go. <laughs> okay, we'll see if our dating... The dating okay. game card matches. Um, okay. with, I'll go to Rick first. Um, Rick, our experiences together were really just Hedwig. Yeah. Beyond life, you know. Um, I had the pleasure of doing that show with you twice. And 
you have a very low mm. self-esteem about your vocals Ooh, you that is unjust. Because your vocals are incredible, but I I always remember you saying, "I'm gonna tap you, yeah, if you need and to you just, sing." You this. Double me on this. You told me about that. <laughs> and I never really needed to. I would sing along with you, but you were always there to watch you go through the journey of Hedwig every night. It was one of the most incredible things of my life to witness. Um, I I was in awe of what you did. The 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 scale. If 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 our listener um, has not seen Hedwig in any form, please. The thing that was incredible. My mom always attests to this. You know. So if you get you know your mother's involved, it's great. Um, we had the audience of like senior citizens and they were like folded arms at the beginning. Like, we don't know what this is. And then by the end, they were raising their yeah. arms and waving them. It was so beautiful. And I remember that you always looked at me like, Hey, can you back me up? You always had it. You always had it every night. And it always amazed me like mm. your brevity with the audience. Hedwig is such an improv yeah. kind of show, depending on the night <laughs> and your car wash. For, for yeah. those who don't know, Google it. Um, the car wash um, of fringe and your lap dancing of people. <laughs> My mother was afraid to see Hedwig and she saw it anyway. And I, I'll never forget, she said, oh my God, I just Aww. wanted to dance in the aisles by the end. It's, but that was like the, the total feeling of the audiences. It was so weird because, you know, at that time, well, at every time, the audience base of theater is a little older and you didn't expect them to kind of jive with this, but boy, we, you made, the audience fall in love with you every night and the journey it was so painful and then so cathartic and freeing and you did it so beautifully and you sung it so beautifully every night but i'll never forget you would always go to every band member and touch them on the arm like oh god you. you're making me cry i, I know don't do it don't um, do it don't make him cry because then he makes me cry and i he have cries i have just two quick him. responses to that the first is maybe the reason that I was able to do that and hit some of those notes and everything is because I knew you did have my back. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. But you never needed it. And all of you all were there. <laughs> that band for getting up and having to basically talk for 90 minutes and sing some songs and have all the words. Um, there were times like, what am I doing? You all were always there. I remember there were some nights that I was steered back on track by the band. So, you know, first of all, there's that. And then my second thing is that first time we did the show, you're right. Those were a lot of Sherlington audiences. What made it so fascinating is by the time we got a year later to that um, warehouse space, those, that was a different audience. That was, um, that was, yeah, that was freaks, weirdos, and that was DC. People. And um, I can remember, yeah. I, I, I remember that was awesome. Where at one of those little cafe tables, there was I'm not even sure if it was a boy or a girl, but I'm gonna say maybe 16, 17, goth makeup, 
and I came up sing that last song and I looked at them yeah. and they were having the same experience as the first time I saw the show off Broadway. Mm -hmm. They were looking at me and they were sobbing. Ugh. Oh, I'm going to get upset right now. You are. And I could barely <laughs> sing. I had to look away to get through that song. And I found that kid afterwards. I was so like, they had connected with this story of you don't need two halves. You you can find yourself in one person. You can find yourself in yourself. Mm. And seeing that person mm. that affected by something I was doing on a stage was almost too much to bear. It was an experience I will cherish till the day I drop. Mm. Mm. Um, my second thing, and thank you for your comments. I will take them off the air. Um, Yes, yes, of course, Rick. I remember all of those things as well. And I think when we went to the warehouse, it was it was more like we've been there, done that. And the aesthetic Perfect. was like much yeah. more clear. Um, Felicia, mm -hmm. the other thing I just want to point out that if if we are all artists that share like one moment together, uh, okay, um, tick tick. Yes, I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole show was special, but uh, the thing that I will never forget or never fail to take away from that experience is your performance of "Come to Your Senses," and I did nothing but look straight ahead and emote. And I could never look at you because I was watching a stage mm -hmm. show and the way that Matt Gardner brilliantly directed it yes. is you started okay. as one character and then took off your overcoat yes. and became, the, became the girlfriend and were singing in my ear and rubbing my hand. And all I could do was look forward. I could never look at you. And all I could do was emote to see the connection between the character that I wrote and the relationship that I was in. And it broke my heart. I cried every single night you sang that song. You were incredible. And that, I love that song, Come to Your Senses. I love it. I love that show. I love That's that production. Right. It was Matt Gardner's That's first right. directing credit. Um, but I will never forget that experience because it was so like nomad land. It was us, like the three of us yep. watching the real Cancun <laughs> on my TV VCR combo and by the train tracks. The time, like you and I were on the cusp of 30. I shouldn't be talking about our ages. Don't, Don't go yep. look it up. Don't go look it up. But you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, I, it, not only was it our artistically at an incredible time, but it was personally at, an incredible time. So these stories that we were telling were incredibly personal. I want to say that like, we're just amazing actors. Really we're real. Amazing, but I'm like, we, we were in ways telling our own stories. Um, yeah. It, it was very true, especially like I was at the, I mean, that was mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. I had written anything. And I was on the cusp of that. That was just yep. like three years before I started being a writer. So I was like, oh, this yeah. is what being a writer is like. <laughs> and then you die. Um, it, 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 so I well, was. I, now that you bring up Come to Your Senses, it started this, this love affair for me 
uh, between acting and theater and character development and. You mean what good theater should be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really did. I it start it it for me zeroed in on the thing that I really wanted to do, which was to be a, a, a you know to be a believable character actor who could present something with or without the music. And this show was the beginnings of that. And the beginnings of showing me that I was capable of that. Because I don't know that I knew that I was before that. It was a weird project because we were uh, trying to find your role. And there was another actress I, I won't name who was attached and she couldn't yeah, she couldn't do it. And I was vacuuming my bedroom one day and lifted up the couch and there was a photo of Felicia Curry underneath the couch. And the second I picked up that photo, I went, that's it. That's Felicia Curry. She should be doing this role. So thank the um, I'm dirt gods that somehow I was sloppy enough. You know, tick tick led to lay <laughs> which led to for me everything. I mean, it lay miz. Oh lord, that's, that's a whole other podcast. But we should that's do another it. podcast. Really that's another thing. Um, but that really did. I mean, tick tick rolled into that, and and it was what I believe for me was the beginnings of what is now the career that I have here. We were so young. We were so young once. So young. <laughs> well, y'all, we love you both. It's I been know, almost an hour amazing. of our this time. Is the most I've gotten to chat with you all in years. So this can, is we, amazing. can we do it live when we're all I vaccinated? <laughs> Thank you for Yeah, please, when we are. Yeah, we, we we plan to turn yes, we plan to turn oh, the podcast yeah. into a and live can we do uh, TV a show. show. That's yeah. like for real. That factory four four nine thing. Let's do it. We have never done a musical, we, they, and I've really wanted to. Let's do it. Let's just figure out what it is. Okay, so I'm interested. So Felicia, Felicia, and Rick brainstormed some mm -hmm. ideas about what Felicia could do with a one woman musical with Factory. Okay. No, we will. Text us we later. We are in so for much. it. This was great. Good, Good night. night. Love you. Love you too. So great to catch up with Rick and Felicia. I love them both. It's so wonderful to even have this connectivity in the pandemic of trying to reach out to artists and see what they're doing. Um, we have much more coming this weekend. We have another episode. Well, by the time you hear this, this episode will drop uh, and then another one will drop tomorrow the same time. So look out for us tomorrow, two episodes in one day. See you soon. Turn your heart into, into art. art. Bye. Bye.